0: Fucking fucking fuck. fuck. Alright Maz, this is officially episode 4.
1: But technically episode 2. Because like the guests, you know. (laughs) But anyway, so Samim, uh, I hear you've been becoming infamous. I'm really curious to figure out what's happening there.
0: Alright bro, I'm I'm a wanted man. I, I literally, they have like, it's like a hit list. I actually think I might get assassinated. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Go and do meditation. Go and do like meditation. Separate. I was like,
1: I was like, hey, she's not gonna be
0: sitting down. Mark. Is <laughs> 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 it really? Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> <No> <laughs> like, oh my god. I wanna get my religious frustration out. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't empathizing with Hitler. Fucking <laughs> like, fuck. Anything you wanna do is <laughs> <you do. laughs> be a professor. <laughs> So um uh <clears throat> where do I start? Uh so I used to be Baha'i. I'm just gonna repeat that. Baha'i.
1: I think I think every everyone that listens to our podcast by this point knows that. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, because there's
0: like a there's like a full thing in the Baha'i Faith that like anyone that mentions the word (laughs) Baha'i anyone that mentions it and like talks shit about it it's like they kind of monitor it they're supposed to monitor it that's just the way the religion's created Um, like a bit of the history of the religion is like since its inception about 200 years ago in Iran there's been a lot of backlash from the Islamic regime and on many many occasions the Islamic regime would send like double agents or spies into the religion to create, like, disunity and chaos. Mm. So I guess when you understand that history, you realize, like, they are very fucking paranoid, which is whatever. For a good reason. For a good reason. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. But (laughs) there's also a dark side, which is, like, (laughs) anyone that kind of goes against them is, uh, (laughs) from like, labeled as being from the Islamic regime or some... Some shit like that. Covenant breaker. Covenant that's, breaker. That's the term. You that's the exact say. term. Covenant breaker is when you, um, go against the religion. So if you call yourself Baha'i, and you do something against the religion,
1: can can you tell me a little bit more about like doing something against the religion? Okay, like okay. What so does that
0: so like historically, like the stories they they tell us is someone who. Tries to sway other people so if you're Baha'i and you like drink alcohol or you do drugs or whatever you're not a covenant breaker mm-hmm. but if you're Baha'i and you try to convince other Baha'is to not be Baha'i then you're a covenant breaker
1: what if I am Baha'i and I'm like drinking alcohol or whatever yeah and I go and do it with other Baha'is
0: you're still not a covenant breaker covenant breaker is like it's, it's not used the term is it's more used in the, in the stories than in reality uh-huh. you have to like really be a threat for uh-huh. them to okay. label you and when you're labeled covenant breaker there's, there's two types of excommunication uh-huh. and this is all facts you guys can go search it up I'm, I, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can to the religion uh, there's two types of excommunication there's a spiritual excommunication and there's like an administrative excommunication mm-hmm. um, which means that if you have a spiritual excommunication it means that any other Baha'i that talks to you, they will get kicked out of the religion. So it's like if I was to get excommunicated, then if my dad was to talk to me, then he would also he would also be kicked out of the religion. Wow, that's a pretty um, high bar. It's pretty hardcore. It's pretty, and if it's just administrative, it just means that you can't um, you can't participate in a lot of the activities. So it's not as mm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I have many opinions on this But that's not important, that's not why I'm telling this story The reason I'm telling this story Is because I've gone through a bit of a rollercoaster in the last month <laughs> um, I was in Adelaide a few weeks ago And it was during the mid- midterm break I had a lot of assignments to work on So normally when I go to Adelaide, I just I book a room at Adelaide Uni and I just don't tell anyone. I literally just go there and study the whole day. And it's amazing.
1: I mean, you say that as well, though. But then you're like, oh, you're supposed to do
0: this like assignment. You know,
1: like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that doesn't matter. Let me get back on track. So what yeah.
0: happened is I was crossing the lights to get into the campus. And I just bumped into just one of these, like this girl that I used to, like I used to teach her. In the religious classes. Uh-huh. I used to be like, like the Baha'i one. Yeah, so I used to be. Run. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to run a lot of Baha'i activities when I was religious. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, what's been going on? And she kind of just came with me to, like, I had a study room booked and she was like, I got to get some study done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, you can come with me if you like. So she came and we both studied and talked. And I was very eager to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not religious anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i love telling people that mm-hmm. i'm like yeah in the baha'i faith you have to actually to no longer be baha'i you have to contact the administration mm-hmm. and ask for your really name crazy. to be crossed yeah so it's like a membership <laughs> cancel the membership <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a big officially deal. pulling out. Officially pulling out. and a lot yeah. of people don't because it's just so it's such a pain in the ass to like you mm-hmm. know when you get like a subscription <laughs> <laughs> it's just too hard to leave
1: especially i mean like if, if you're not paying for the subscription, you, you don't go through the process of like pulling out because like it's not worth it it's like, not worth you're it exactly your time. and and just yeah. for
0: the sake of people listening it's like some people might, might care it took me a year to actually like wow. from the time that i emailed them they contact me back saying oh like have you really thought about this decision like maybe try praying more or something. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, no, no, I really want to live. And eventually they were like, fine, like fuck off.
1: Actually, I'm, I'm a bit interested. So when they contacted you, what was the tone of their messages? Like, were they, were they oh, like... Oh, it's very like loving of, like,
0: and people? it's like, oh, like my poor child, you've just been like, you just been led astray by the corruptness of society. Like, it's very, very much like... um from a place of, like, moral high ground. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, there's, there's they don't understand, because to to them, it's like, we have the most beautiful message that's going to save the world, like, why the fuck would you want to leave? Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't think there's much understanding, there's more just, like, pity. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let me get back to the story. So, this is this girl, Um, we're just talking, I told her I'm not religious, and she's kind of like she's like oh what I'm curious what happened why did you leave the religion huh. and I told her some of those stories um, and then I was just like I was like sorry I don't want to be rude but I just got to do some work and she saw what I was doing she's like what are you doing I was like I'm editing the, like a podcast uh-huh. and she's like oh show me the podcast like that seems really exciting um, and I, I this is season one so this is we had about eight episodes published already I took down season one, so this is season two now. And she looked at the, the, the names of the episodes. One of them was like Tripping, First Time Mushroom Experience. One of the episodes was like called MDMA. Like, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like Hippie Wonderland. So these are the names of the episodes. And she's just like, okay, like, wow, this is a lot to take in, which is fair enough.
1: Yeah, and, and especially like, you know, thinking... <laughs> the perception that she has of you last time that she's seen you is like you're like leading this behind, like study groups it's like like, it's like you're mixing two things that don't go together generally speaking exactly it's like a shocking thing exactly so that,
0: I, I get that exactly so anyway, anyway like I feel like I might be losing people at this stage but eventually she leaves it's all good done happy days and then I find out from different sources um Definitely not one person. Multiple people. I've still got, um, I've still got connections in the Bahá'í faith. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, anyway, and apparently, apparently, this is all this is what I've been told. The religious administration are are scared. I've been accused of um, approaching Bahá'í youth and trying to make them not Baha'i, trying to like brainwash them or something. This is, and this is the accusation. A source
1: <laughs> of corruption. A
0: source of corruption. <laughs> and apparently they, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, um, this, is, uh, this is also something that I've been told is, they, they think it's some sort of organized threat against the religion. So they think our podcast <laughs> I swear to God They think our podcast Is a Is an organized movement Against the religion And this is very hush hush Like this is This is not uh, Everyone doesn't have access to this information The only distribution of this Info Was that People were told That there is a youth In Adelaide Who used to be Baha'i And now he's very like Bitter and now he's trying to, like, like, get back or something like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's been, in, like, people have been gossiping about it. Yeah, like It's actually, like, like I've talked to literally a random friend of mine who didn't know anything about this. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, this youth. And I was like, I that's fucking Nebra. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, I literally fucking didn't do anything. But anyway, anyway, so the reason I'm mentioning it, because I just want to really talk about the Baha'i faith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how every time he wants to say the word Baha'i, he he like, he sits up straight, comes a little bit closer to the microphone and goes, pronounces it like so delicately like
0: Baha'i. That's it, that's it. Because I just <laughs> want to make sure, because I've also been told that there are, there are people in the religion listening to my podcast uh-huh. to like monitor it to make sure that I don't spread any hate speech or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some shit like that.
1: I mean, look, we're getting more listeners.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, Can't complain. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Like, I took up the first ten minutes of this episode. I just, I just want people to know. I think it's funny. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you know, so the the reason I I, I ask you to tell us about this is because I find it kind of interesting how, um, when. When something unknown is going on and you feel threatened by the unknown, people, even completely rational and logical people, I, mean, I don't know if that even exists, like completely yeah, rational, yeah, yeah. but like like normal functioning rational people as, mm. as a people, they tend to become completely irrational and respond in ways that doesn't make sense, doesn't add up with the characteristics that they have previously shown to have. It's just, there's something about... Uh, so, like, maybe they've never encountered someone who has had that sort of situation where they're in the religion and they come out and now they've got a podcast. So, like, that, that that's a novel uncertain situation, maybe, because it is kind of, like, random. Yeah. So, maybe that uncertainty has... Brought up some some fears for them, and this is how like they're responding with the fear that's come up with them, and I just find that really interesting because we all sort of come up with these weird irrational
0: responses when we feel fear. No, I totally but agree.
1: Uncertainty and things like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the, the like only thing I want to add is. to defend the Baha'is because mm-hmm. I think um, I believe in a balanced dialogue and if they're not here to defend themselves I'll defend them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they can say that there's a minority of people maybe there's only three or four people that are threatened and they don't represent the whole religion mm-hmm. um, so it's it's the it's the irrationality and fear of a of a small number of people and and I think this is not just the Baha'i faith this is Um, I think parents in general there is this there is this theme underlying here that it's parents Mm -hmm. who are worried for their kids you know and for example in this case it's literally parents who are scared that their kids are going to be led astray you know I personally don't agree with that form of thinking I don't agree with censorship I don't agree with being like oh like, block this idea and then my kid will be safe. I believe in education. I believe that, for example, not talking to your kid about sex till they're 18 is a lot worse than just having a conversation about sex when they're 13. Mm. I believe in the context of religion, it's like, if you genuinely believe that your religion is the truth, if you genuinely believe that it's, it's, it's the best thing possible for your child's future and your child's quality of life, you should be sitting down and having that conversation with them rather than saying like, oh, don't hang out with this person or don't hang out with that person. It's like, are they that... Like, do they think their kids are that stupid that a conversation with me is going to make them question their whole religion and I'm going to brainwash them somehow?
1: I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but also I think sometimes it's a little bit more complicated. Okay, how? Like, like you know... Even Like, everyone knows more or less what a healthy diet is, what a healthy lifestyle is. But, so it's like, there's no questioning. So you're saying if they know that Baha'i is, is, a, is a truth. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows, like, what's the quote-unquote truth about, mm-hmm. like, health, right? But not everyone does it, right? Okay. Like, like, common sense isn't common practice. Like, it's something even even if something is common sense and everyone agrees on it, it's not necessarily been practiced so like maybe you know I could I could have this belief that even though um I've sat down and I talked to my kid about fitness and how to be fit if he's hanging out with all these like people that smoke cigarettes or do unhealthy behaviors it's gonna affect him because you know the the things like you're the sum of the five people and you spend Mm. the most time with all that stuff so I think there is some merit to that. So it's like, I agree with your argument to a point, but I don't think it's just like a mic drop moment where you're like, this just doesn't go because. I think there is, there's a, it depends that mm. comes in there. There's, a, there's a circumstances that comes in it. But as a general rule, I do agree with it, but I just don't think it flows
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think that's, that's, a, that's a fair rebuttal. Um, and it just really makes me think. Then, do you think in this context, the fact that, well, first of all, can I just say I got better things to do than go to Adelaide and approach a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> I got better fucking things to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. You you are you are unknown to to these people more or less. You're, well, you're, you're, you're I- something. You're something. Like, do they know you? No.
0: No, it, it, and can I just clarify that comment? So, everyone, like, I completely agree, you know, I shouldn't be sharing my opinions against religion to anyone under the age of 18, 100%, you know? But, like, a 20-year-old who is, like, two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm saying, like, do you think that the the concerns and behaviors of these parents is rational? And, and, and we don't just have to talk about the context of the religion, mm. but in the context of... Of um, you know, young people going to parties and young people experimenting with drugs and um, young people wanting to travel, young people wanting to have sex. Do you think, so, Maz, as, as the older person in this conversation, mm-hmm. how influential do you think young people are? How worried should parents be?
1: Well, I, I I'm not a parent, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I've understood one thing from just being a uncle like I've got a niece and nephew like it's a lot more complicated than you would imagine <laughs> because like even being like that that second sort of like this more distant sort of adults in that interaction I'm I'm noticing things that I would otherwise not have thought that I would have what is that like what do you mean um so I'm like I'm like when I'm talking to Benji I'm like Benji's my nephew, but I'm talking to him, I'm like very conscious of like, I'm conscious because I know how much of impact uh, what they hear has on them, because like, like, they're at that young age, they're like sponges, right? Like I said, they absorb everything, that's that's when the subconscious and unconscious is getting built up, because oh, like it's like the software of the system is getting yeah. made, right? Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to, like, when I'm talking, I'm trying to always, like, put, like, if he does something good, I'll, I'll, I won't say you are good. I said you did something good, so he knows. Yeah, that's like,
0: kids, man. Of course. We're talking about, we're talking about young adults. I'm, I'm talking about 18-year-olds, uh, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about kids. Okay. I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, but, like, the only thing I meant is, like, I wouldn't have thought I would be like that. Until I was in a situation where that came up. So I'm saying I don't know how I would be as a parent. But my guess is going to be... I am under belief that people learn best by making mistakes. So if someone wants to go and do whatever... They should go and do whatever. Regardless Mm. of that whatever it is. Because as long as you don't kill yourself or you don't significantly like damage yourself in some way that's like that's like a last thing Mm. you can with a growth mindset become better than you were before that mistake even if it is a mistake it's a
0: clear Mm. mistake okay okay I think this kind of leads me to the to the next point I wanted to discuss which is so we, we I feel like you're touching on the function of fear more or less you're saying that that there is some rationality in the behaviour of these parents, is that right? Yeah, like
1: yeah there's some some degree of look because like if if they if there's no boundaries, the chance of the teenage or young adult or whatever getting into more trouble is increases
0: okay yeah and and this kind of the way I want to frame this is this intolerance because I think there's a deep intolerance in society about opposing opinions yeah and I think this deep intolerance to be like I I am religious therefore I hang around with religious people I am mm-hmm. anth- like non-religious therefore I only hang around with non-religious people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is this intolerance amongst us, which is not helped by social media. The polarization. The polarization. And and to me, and this is just something I wanted to kind of discuss on the podcast, to be like, everyone knows, yeah, okay, like I should probably listen more to people from the other side. But when I look around me, I'm like, there's so much intolerance. Like even right Mm -hmm. now with with, um, like the conflict happening in the Middle East, like I don't want to go into the, the details of the controversy of it, but there is, there is one side saying there is only one truth and that's my truth. And there's another side saying there is only one truth and that's my truth. Mm-hmm. And now you just have two groups who are just shouting over each other, trying to make sure that others subscribe to their version of the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that idea to me has parallels with the notion of religious people you know even myself as being like a non-religious to me even if sometimes I try to be empathetic and sympathetic to me it's like yeah it's like silly it's like Mm. and I am kind of feeding into this my truth is yeah religion is is like ridiculous like blah, blah blah so I'm like why do you think there's all this this tension
1: well, I, I think, so, one one thing that leads to this tension, in my opinion, is social media. Um, the echo chambers, right? So, you know, if you are, whatever, doesn't matter if it's, you're talking about religion, if you're talking about politics, if you're talking about any, anything you're talking about, you go and like, like all these pages, or you have all these people in your Facebook that talks about the same site that they agree with you, and... You spend an hour or whatever on on that platform, and you're just seeing all the reasons why your belief is right, and all the reasons why the opposing belief is wrong, and you're being fed that continuously over time, so you come to have this this really like sharp sense of truth that what I believe is truth. Look, I've got all these evidence, all these people agree with it, all these people have shown me evidence of it being truth and all these people have shown me evidence of the other side being wrong. So because of that, like, that creates a strong views. It it, 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 it sort of get rid of the grey area. So you, you don't have the grey anymore and you just got this black and white.
0: Yeah, but is there some, is there some function to that? Is, is there, is that kind of good? I think it's terrible. But I'm just, I'm just trying to like, think like devil's advocate of, the, of this, clock, like case. And I think mm-hmm. that, I think it's helpful.
1: It's helpful to have the the sides, extreme sides. Well, it's
0: helpful. I'm just trying to understand it. Like, you know, us humans, we're all, we're all just kind of helpless, <laughs> running around the world trying to make sense of it. And I try and always be in the middle. And sometimes it's hard because you have to constantly live in a state of saying, "I don't know the answer." You have to constantly live in the state of like, okay, Samim, religion's fake, then what, what, what is real? I don't fucking know. Well, that's not convincing enough. I don't know is not convincing.
1: I mean, I think it's not about being in the
0: state of not knowing. It's about being
1: in the state of being open to be wrong. Being open to, like, you know, you being open to, you know, I, I currently do have this belief that religion is ridiculous, whatever you do have. But being open to, look, if, if I see a miracle in front of my eyes that cannot be explained in any other way other than religious reasons, I'm open to then changing my belief about religion being ridiculous because evidence is speaking to me, like evidence is loud. Do, do you know what I mean? Would, would, would you, would, actually, if something like that happens to you, would you be open to changing your religious beliefs? Like, beyond any... Like, like right now, the book just randomly appears in, in your lap and it's just written all this stuff. And, like, I don't know, something beyond belief. Would that change your belief or would you still hold on to your belief? Because that's, that's, to me, that, that's the thing that people that go on the extremes lose. Ability to change, then faced with evidence that counter acts their beliefs like, like counter to their
0: beliefs? I think it's that's a tough question man that's a difficult question because of course what I want to say <clears throat> is definitely is yeah of course I'd change I'd change my mind if I've given that much evidence but the reason I, I hesitate to say mm-hmm. that is because you know I've I've studied a decent amount of The psychology around like belief formation Mm -hmm. and the psychology around like how people like how our minds trick us. Mm -hmm. And I just don't trust my own mind anymore. I, I I don't trust my eyes, I don't trust my ears, I don't trust my thoughts, and I'm just scared of religion. You know, if I'm being really honest, I think that the way these religions have been created it just plays on so many of our vulnerabilities and so many of our weaknesses that like i need to be strong to resist religion
1: that's so interesting so you it's a, in in some way it's not about the religion it's about your own Ability of whether you can stay in a rational or
0: whatever mindset well it's not about given, rational
1: given the given the pool of something like that can tug no, on your... no I think it's deeper no?
0: I, I, I genuinely believe religion is dangerous uh huh like I genuinely believe that um and I'm just trying to protect myself mm-hmm. because I see so many like like fallacies in religion so many like tricks so many loopholes so like so okay so let me give you an example um <laughs> this is one of my I did, I did a lecture last semester about time perception mm-hmm. and the lecturer was saying something about how like the way churches are designed mm-hmm. to kind of have such a high ceiling mm-hmm. that impacts the way we perceive time so I, i'm not exactly sure what the finding was but i think he said that I don't want to kind of mis- like misinform people, but it's either that time goes slower, or time goes faster, but but that's not the point. Yeah. My point is that there is so many subtle things that shape our behavior and our psychology. You know, mm. the idea of chanting. You know, chanting doesn't matter what you chant. The form of chanting releases so many certain chemicals in your brain that makes you more likely to be open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, so many of of like prayer. Prayer is like meditation. Mm-hmm. And not to kind of say these are bad things, but I'm saying it makes people think that the only way they can have that state is through that religion. But we know for a fact that you can have a lot of these states in other ways. And all right, I feel like but I'm like, not making so, my point. But, Do you get it? Mean, me?
1: I feel like... I feel like what you're saying is you're actually going against yourself in some way. You're saying, you know, in, in the... Religious circumstances, and you pray, and when you chant, and when you do these things, they do have these like quote unquote positive effects, uh, and and you're saying because it has that positive effect, people can get pulled into it.
0: Is that uh, that's that's how I'm hearing no, 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 it? I could be. I
1: think I just I'm there not, might be a communication breakdown, but that's what I'm hearing.
0: I'm not making. I don't think I'm making my point very well. Um, let me let me try and rephrase. What I'm trying to get at is, like, like, like the concept of. I'm I'm just gonna steal a, a line from Yuval Noah Harari He introduces this concept of sacrifice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says, "Like, why is sacrifice such a big deal in religion? Because it is. Sacrifice is the most important thing, you know you." sacrifice your time to serve the community you sacrifice your carnal urges like you either don't drink in Islam you don't have sex before marriage you you sacrifice pain for God more or less when you fast when you don't eat when you don't drink I'm I'm
1: I'm gonna interrupt you for a second but sacrifice I think is a big deal not just about religion but outside religion too even when we were talking with uh, Mark and Matt on the podcast uh, the other time uh, the idea of suffering suffering and sacrifice are very related yeah because when you suffer, when you sacrifice you're suffering right? it's almost interchangeable, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. so I think like suffering has a function like regardless of religion even if there were, no religion ever existed suffering has a function And that function is quite crucial, in my opinion. Okay. Without... Like, it puts things in perspective. Because, like... So, it's like one of the the things, like, Mark Mark Manson talks about that I really like. It's like... If you ask people, you know, what what do you want to have in your life, right? Most people would say, I'd like to be financially free. I'd like to be healthy. I'd like to have um, fulfilling relationships or whatever. Everything... Everyone, everyone, more or less, would have those things, right? But not everyone gets those things. Why? Because it's not about what you want. It's about what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want. Yeah, I'm with you. So, sacrifice and suffering has an important function because that's what's going to determine... Like, your tolerance for sacrifice and suffering is what's going to determine whether you... Reach your goals or aspirations, and to what extent you're gonna reach them. You know, you are you are sacrificing your time right now, going to uni, studying, because you you have a you have a goal, right? And it's outside of religious context; it has nothing to do with religious. So, I think like saying sacrifice is only significant in religious context. I think you're selling sacrifice and suffering really short. I think it has function all over. Everyone's lives. Everyone is sacrificing something for other things. Like you know, when you when you when you you made time today to do a podcast with me, you sacrifice time for something else. You're not getting to do something else, right? Yeah. So whatever you do, is it's always part of our lives. I don't think it's a mm-hmm. religious thing. Okay. It's okay. A
0: global thing.
1: That's what I see it anyway. I don't. What do you think? No, about I,
0: that? I I totally agree, and that that's my point. It, if sacrifice wasn't such a uh, an important thing in our lives as humans then there would be nothing to be worried about i wouldn't even mention it mm-hmm. so I'm, but i'm saying i think so, th- so the, the concept goes like this it goes that let's just say for the sake of the conversation religion mm-hmm. is a myth religion is a story okay yeah um it's like some guy came and wrote this story and he's like okay now follow me and the only thing that makes that story real is the suffering like suffering plays such a big part in religions. I remember when I was really religious, we used to read the stories of the first followers in Iran, and they sacrificed so much. They were tortured, imprisoned, killed. And that's what makes the religion real. Otherwise, the religion is nothing. The religion is just a, a shared belief amongst people. You know? And and the way I also mention this is like for example, my dad. My dad's very very Baha'i, very religious and if I told him tomorrow hey dad I give him a magic pill and he sees like oh shit my religion is is bullshit the prophet isn't real it's just some random con artist yeah let me give you some backstory mm-hmm. my dad was kicked out of university when the Islamic revolution happened you know businesses were shut down he's been bullied since he was a kid at school for his religious beliefs They said he was Najas. Najas is a Persian word for like haram, haram, like dirty, like not clean. Um, He had to like flee the country. Like we we came from Iran on like a refugee visa. Mm -hmm. Like we had to go to Turkey and then we got a UN visa, came from Turkey. So all of these sacrifices, his uncle was arrested, tortured and killed in Iran for being Baha'i. Mm. they made the family the Islamic regime the Islamic government made the family pay for the bullets they used to kill him. wow that's messed up it's fucked up so I'm saying and and I'm not trying to undermine any of this suffering I think it's horrible it's it's deeply horrible it's impacted me even though I'm not religious I, I still have that trauma but the reason I'm mentioning it is if tomorrow he admitted that his religion was fake then He would be admitting that all of that suffering was for nothing. Mm. All of that suffering was now meaningless because religion gives us meaning from suffering. And that's why I think religion does have a function in third world countries. It does have a function when your country is in a war. But what I'm trying to get at is if religion is telling us, if religion just said our purpose is to make meaning of your suffering, then that's fine. The religion says, no, we are the truth. And I think that, that, that when when you're blinded by this meaning-making story, then you can no longer see the truth, in my opinion. And I think that the fact that my dad, even if he wanted to, he couldn't see another truth, to me that makes religion like innately flawed. Because the person following it cannot accept an alternative story. They cannot be open. Because I, I think if he was open, he would be stupid. He would literally like he would die. He would go mad, he would get psychosis. Because someone that experiences that much suffering just cannot comprehend. So I think suffering is good, but there's a limit. Once you cross a threshold of how much you sacrifice for your religion, then I think you become blind. Whether you like it or not, you become blind. And I think that's dangerous. That's very dangerous because it feeds back into the thing we talked about of where you become more extreme. You're, you can only see your truth. Mm. And I don't blame you. I, I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, do not blame you. Mm. But I'm saying, that's why I think religion is dangerous because there are so many mechanisms to keep you further and further and further trapped inside that way of thinking. There are not many religions I'm aware of that allow you to hold that belief whilst at the same time being open to other concepts and I think the world we live in is polarized enough there's enough conflict there's enough enough groups saying we have the truth and it's time for people to be more open and I don't think religious thinking is creating the future in the world that we want and we should have
1: look what you're saying is what I used to say I don't know seven eight years ago um, actually I might, I might give a little bit of a background to what happened there um, so I had an ex and uh, she was Christian like she, even, she wasn't her parents were really because she, she didn't she couldn't care less about it and we were really getting on and we were even thinking of getting married like that was on the cards And then her parents didn't approve only because I was not born and raised in a Christian family. Mm. And that really like messed with me. I was like, we've we've already got racism and sexism and all these isms. We don't Mm. need a fucking religionism, you know? (laughs) Like that that's that's where I was. And I stayed there for a while. Like that was a like that's when I was like actively like atheist. Like I would argue with people why they should become atheists even. Mm. Um but then, you know, I've I've got I've got this friend now and uh, she has like this she she doesn't do them anymore, but she used to run these like youth groups, right? And,
0: Religious youth groups.
1: Uh most of the people that come are from one religion, mm. but it's like it wasn't around the religion. It was they were they were actually like talking about taboo topics, things things that you you're sort of like it's hush hush, like you don't you don't you don't, you don't you're not meant to talk about and things like that. So it was actually like, and me I was going to those, and I was like, wow, like this is like completely contradicting what i believed because here are these people that are talking about things in a way that is not only making them like they were literally like in my perspective what was happening in those groups is they were coming to the center Mm -hmm. like like, you know how we have been talking about going to one side and the other side I, in my opinion, they were coming to the center. They, could, they were seeing seeing things in a more balanced way because of the discussions they were having. And then I'm like, holy shit, it can have, like religion actually can have that fun- the opposite function of what I believed was its only function. So I guess where I'm going with this whole thing to bring it together is I think it can be the way you said it, But it can also be the way, opposite way. In a way, it's like a tool. And tool can be positive and can be negative.
0: No, I disagree.
1: Yeah? Tell me.
0: I disagree. I I, I think...
1: So you don't think there is a positive... You don't think there is people that have used religion in a positive way that don't have that, like, my way or highway mentality in creating separation? Do you think that people like that don't exist? No,
0: I'm not saying they don't exist. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is... Taking the determinist lens to be like people are a product of their environment and their environmental pressures. Do you agree to an extent with that? To an extent? With that lens. Yeah, Can you adopt yeah. that lens for this conversation? Yeah. yeah. Taking that lens... I think that people who are immersed within religious communities mm-hmm. in, in my opinion become more polarized I think that I think the forces the forces created by religion you know one let's just say uh, the the religious gatherings the prayer meetings the the rituals and not to say that these are bad things maybe maybe these rituals um, improve your quality of life good for you but I'm just saying it innately makes you more close-minded because the idea is fundamentally, the fundamental belief in all religions is, let's take Islam, for example. eventually, eventually, mm-hmm. Muhammad will come from the sky on a horse with a sword and kill all the infidels, and the world will become Muslim. Christianity believes Jesus is going to come from the sky. and that's why all Christians believe the truth is the truth is Jesus' truth. And the truth is that Jesus is the Son of God and we should all follow the Son of God because He's here to save the world from catastrophe. Baha'is Bahais genuinely believe they have the message for the future. They believe they have the new, the new rule book from God. And I'm, I'm sure it's the same for nearly every other religion. So I'm saying when you fundamentally believe that, you become more intolerant of others because you're somewhat condescending because when you're talking to me, you think that I don't see a truth that you see. You think that you literally have, you literally have a book that was given to you by God, the Creator of the universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I'm judgmental. Yes, I think I judge religious people, but I don't think I have. I don't think I talk to the Creator of the universe. Like we are not on the same level. I'm not as entitled as that other person. And I think there is a fundamental difference between us.
1: So, so you are saying it comes to a degree of entitlements to because because you feel because as a religious person believes that they know that the truth, then they are in a in a sort of like a high ground to, to uh, in compared to you. So you. you that's what's creating the separation and uh, polarization
0: is that is that is that is that what you were saying and it's it's not just the entitlement it's not just the moral superiority what I'm trying to get at it's there is a there is a fundamental difference like there is only like what I'm trying to get at is a religious person can be moderate they can be in the middle and they can be open-minded mm-hmm but at the end of the day, they genuinely believe they have the truth of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all agree. You know, we, we me and you both believe there is a God in some shape or form. Maybe not a man with a beard in the sky, but there is a there is a creator of the universe, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. And if you think, if you genuinely believe that that creator of the universe has distilled a message. And you follow that message. How I don't even think it's possible for you to be open minded. Like like that person can be like, Oh yeah, like I understand where these atheists are coming from. And that's sympathy. They can understand where I'm coming from, but they can't genuinely sit down with me as as an equal. Because at the back of their head they have the truth. Why would they why would they sit down with me and say, Oh, your truth can be true whilst my truth is true?
1: I think I, I, I disagree, and I can prove it to you.
0: Okay, so wait, one okay. sec, one sec. I'm going to... Keep going. I
1: I'm, I'm thinking, would you be down to having this discussion with a person, a, a Muslim person? I'll bring her, in she can sit down here, and uh, you guys just have this discussion, because... I know she is genuinely interested in having these kind of discussions with people that are atheists or whatever, and she's uh, a very interesting person.
0: Not done. No, like, <laughs> I
1: mean, like, hey, I don't know what, what will happen in that conversation, but I would be inter- I would be uh, interested to listen to that conversation, even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because, I, I would I'm, love to. I'm a little
1: bit out of my like. like I don't have deep religious knowledge, right? Like, I'm just some guy with whatever interests. But she has. And she also... also, I see her as a very open-minded person. Very open-minded person. And to many degrees, she is that... I I, I see her as being what you think is impossible. So I see her as an example of... Invalidity of your saying. That's why I'm I'm like... you 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 i like... Well, at least I know one person that definitely defies that, in my opinion. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they can uh, be an, another ep- guest episode.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I also have another friend who she's uh, Catholic.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So <laughs> I'm sure she would love to come on the pod so we can have Samim okay. go up against look, Catholic Muslim. Look, I, think,
1: I think... Look, I think same going back to like one of the main reasons why we even started this podcast i think like this this polarized thing and like this intolerance of other viewpoints and ideas i think that is at the core of why we are sitting in this on this couch recording right and like what better way what better way to um, address that than to actually have people that literally have opposing views and sit down and have a conversation in a respectful and honest manner. Like I love that. Bro, I'm I'm down, That's man. Don't even convince me. I, <laughs> you had
0: me at the first the first sentence, did. Um, yeah, look, I'm somewhat. I would have I would have liked it if you could disprove me with your words but I, I, I accept your duel I accept your duel. <laughs> <accepted> the duel
1: you the duel you're
0: sending uh, your best knights to fight me that's
1: it <laughs> I, I accept
0: I accept um, we should have a tournament <laughs> 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 oh man no I'm, I'm done I'm Kim and so, uh, sorry I went on a bit of a tangent
1: why are you apologizing I
0: gotta got be passionate like people can't see but I was like my veins were like popping out of my neck <laughs> I was like
1: yeah, <laughs> like no, I love it, and and that's 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 the thing. It's like it's it, it's the thing that. So, what I find interesting is like you know how we're we talking about like when when you are when you when you have a belief when you have a strong belief, it makes you more likely to not come to the middle because you you are mm-hmm. on the strong sides, either either disbelief or disbeliever. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the opposing sides. And I think like whenever, whenever someone is talking about a belief that they really strongly hold, it's a lot more likely that they get passionate and they get like mm. into it, and they're just like they're like alive through that belief. Yeah. Then, like, it's, it's just, it just brings an energy into the space, in my opinion. Mm. And like you know, you're just in that space. You're like, I this is something that you believe really firmly. And it's a strong belief of yours. And you're like, oh, I know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. And
1: you're conveying that in a, in, a, in a way that you can, in a good way.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. And like, I think the, to, to summarize pretty much what I talked about for the last maybe 20 minutes or something is, and I'm happy to have this belief challenged. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to admit that I was wrong on the podcast. If someone can help me see that I'm wrong, but but I genuinely, I genuinely believe that religion feeds polarization. I I I would love to say otherwise, but that's just that's just what I believe. And if if people are convinced or not convinced, let me know. Reach out.
1: No, look, uh, I I think it can, but it also may not. Yeah, of course. So that's 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 the difference that we we have. And like look. I, I I actually like I can I, I Like I said I held your position For several years Really strongly Probably more strongly Than you're holding it right now Like if you If you think you got passionate You have not seen Passionate mm. bro I used to like I remember back Back in the day I used, I used to live in Parramatta And there was like These like um People giving like The pamphlets Oh I used to fight them I used to like Like talk to them To try and like you know, you know how I like like you you saying the 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 parents of the Baha'i, they're like they're yeah. worried that their children faith. is gonna Baha'i
0: be- Baha'i <laughs> Baha'i faith. <laughs> You know,
1: you're worried that they, their children is going to become like lost or. Yeah, like, exactly. I was concerned for my community of people that live in <laughs> Sydney that are like <laughs> delusional and. <laughs> uh, I was trying to like do that. Like, not even to my killer, I was just doing it for random people. I was like, yes. I would have two hour discussion and I think a couple of times I sort of succeeded too.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow, well, that's dangerous. No, I never want to be that because it's like.
1: Like you I was become
0: as bad as them. It's like,
1: but that's the thing. I I, I was there because I was deeply hurt. Like that, that 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 thing with my ex. That yeah. that fucking messed me up. I
0: would miss you? Yeah, I get that.
1: Because I was like, everything's right. going perfectly.
0: It's you just like, haven't been blessed by Jesus
1: yet. That's why you're <laughs> hurt. It's not even you haven't been blessed. You weren't born blessed. Like, you weren't born into a Christian family. I, I even said, look, I'll come to church every Sunday or read the Bible, or memorize the Bible. Right. Like if if I was a parent, and someone said something like that, I'm like, this guy cares about my kid. Has dedication. Right. Has commitment. Fuck, have
0: it. Right, they're going to get to hell, you know? And <laughs> that's it, that's it. But, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, I, I, I tell this to my dad, I'm like, I'm like, dad, I'm doing you a favor. He's like, what? What are you doing? And I'm like, if if no one goes to hell, then there'll be no such thing as heaven. So I'm doing you a favor by going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> how do, how, do,
1: how does your dad respond to that?
0: He's just like he's like ah, and he just like doesn't talk to me for like ten minutes. <laughs> 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 Bro, I'm serious. It's like if there's no black, there's no white. You know, if there's no darkness, there's no lightness. So it's like you do need contrast. Exactly. It's you, like yeah. people need to. If everyone goes to heaven, then then there needs to be something better than heaven. Because you think people are going to be satisfied with just one heaven? <laughs> Everyone's like, I want to be in the first class.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Anyway, I just want to wrap up with saying something controversial about the Baha'i faith. Is bad. <laughs> Lock me up. You know where I live. Find me. <laughs> Let's go. The infamous meme. <laughs> the infamous meme. I...
1: But what about you do, bro? Don't die yet. Don't die yet? Don't die. You're too young.
0: You're too young. But what if I get You're too young. Don't die. I'm not too young, bro. If I if I die then you know, you know who to blame. (laughs) (laughs) By (laughs) faith. Oh my god, I'm gonna get cancer for this shit.
1: I like I like how like it it started as a accusation quote unquote like you know this guy is making organized effort and now it could actually become a fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) because you're like oh fuck it if I'm being if I'm being seen as this I might as well be this you know the consistency
0: look all I want to say is like you know people from uni know I'm pretty good at making groups so, um, <laughs> you know, just, just putting it out there. Fucking fuck. Let's go. Go and do meditation. Go and do like meditation. Separate. I was like, I was like, man, she's not gonna get sit down. <laughs>
1: Mark. Is it music? fascination? Oh my god. I like, uh, uh,
0: man, wrap up, want to get my religious frustration out. <laughs> I wasn't empathizing with Hitler. Fucking fuck. Anything only you want to do <laughs> <laughs> be a <your> professor. <laughs> Clearly you've spent too much time on a <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>